I bind you, Topher. I bind you from doing harm against others and harm against yourself. I bind you, Topher. Damn, what are you, my fucking therapist? Uh, these are my gifts. <laughs> your difference is your power, Nicole. Uh, is that a snake? Oh, shit. <laughs> I found this out back. You want it? <laughs> okay, inside jokes aside, if you know exactly what we're talking about, you've seen these movies. Uh, so I'm very excited. I am hyped because it's my birthday month. Welcome to Aries oh my season. God. Oh my god. <laughs> Happy birthday, Nicole. Oh my god. What's my you. gift to you? We're doing Redux Month. Choop, choop, choop. Meaning any horror film that has been remade or just rehashed is is fair game. Yeah, this remakes, month. rehashes, reduxes. Yeah. So today we're talking about one of my personal favorite movies just across the board, not even like in the genre of horror, just like across the board. The Craft. The Craft. The Craft, man. And then it was remade. When are we getting the arts, though? I hate you. I I reject that joke. I hate it all. I, I hate it. It's fine. I'll just. You, did, you can do it on your own. You can do it on your own. I'm out. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Babes, where Topher quits once an episode. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. Yes. That is correct. That is correct. Facts. If you're if you're here, you probably know that. So our name um, is literally in the logo. Exactly. So you you probably know that. And if if you don't, you're possibly lost. Um, but welcome. We will welcome you with open arms, baby. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about the craft, um, and then we're talking about the redux of the craft. We'll call it. Um, it which yeah, came out Demi in sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's technically a sequel, but it does more or less just retread the original plot. Exactly. Um, so it came out in, in uh, 20, 2020. Yeah. I think it, it went straight to like um, demand on demand watching. Yeah, it was straight to video on demand. Straight to video on demand. That's what I meant. Uh, so we're going to still do the uh, traditional format here uh this time it'll kind of just be we'll we'll mesh the two together we're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna talk about who made this thing Topher will take that away and we'll do both of the movies and then mm-hmm. we'll go into plot and i'll i'll give a succinct plot yeah. for both because you know who yeah it usually God. takes us about half an hour to get through a plot i'm not sitting here listening to you it's explain gonna take the us, plot of these two movies for right now no it's gonna take us half an hour to get through both of them Gotcha. That's how succinct this is about to be. And then we'll go into kind of a compare and contrast and analyze and, you know, do all of that fun stuff. So let's get into it. Topher, who made the original, The Craft? So the original, The Craft, came out in 1996, mm-hmm. starring three people who were also in Scream. Yep. <laughs> of the same year. Hotties. Just everybody the horror was a, hotties. Yeah, yeah, just everybody was a baddie in 96. So it was written and directed by Andrew Fleming with uh, Peter Filardi creating the story and working on the screenplay with Fleming. Yeah. It stars Robin Tunney as Sarah Bailey, Faroutza Balk, dream, as Nancy Downs. Everyone I've ever dated has been like, my dream girl is Faroutza Balk. I don't know that she's my dream girl, but she is dreamy. 
Like so many men that I know are like obsessed with her and I I'm I'm also obsessed with her. Like I can't I I I cannot be upset. No, I I would what, never be upset. Yeah, what is there to be upset about? The fact that she's dope and hot and weird and mean? I love it. I think that's yeah. I think that it checks out. <laughs> It checks out. And uh, like a prominent Arab American actor in the 90s. Hell yeah. Who wasn't cast as, you know, like a terrorist. Right. So that's nice. Yes. Yes. We have Nev Campbell. Of course we do. Bonnie, who is supposed to be ugly in this movie. Yes, the ugly one in the movie. She's like (laughs) always got her greasy hair in her face and she's like, I'm so ugly. And we're like, bitch, what the fuck? You're on Party of Five. Shut up. Yeah. Nobody's ugly on Party of Five. (laughs) You were in Scream. No one's ugly in Scream. I know. It's like the whole point. It's just funny. They like, they just give her like greasy hair and they say like, And even then it's no more so than mine is right now. I know. It's like, it's like kind of stringy. It gets pretty bad though. It looks like they straight up put coconut oil like on her dry head. Yeah. Like at at a certain point. Yeah. It gets pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. That and some Vaseline at some points, but. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. Facts. We also have Rachel True as Rochelle. Yes. Skeet Ulrich as Chris Hooker, which I just find amusing. I so don't know. They're both great names. Like that sentence, Skeet Ulrich as Chris Hooker. Yeah, he's the he's Robin Tunney's love interest in this. What if his that's... name what if his name was Skeet Hooker? <laughs> it's not even I... a good porn name. It's not even it's not you no. can't use it for anything. I don't like using that word because like we are pro sex work here and No, it's, we but are. It is also it's just... it's just a funny fucking word. It is. Oh my god. I've always found the word hooker funny. And I'm going to stop saying it after this. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you combine the two names and it's just like, what's happening? Yeah. The incomparable Christine Taylor as Laura Lizzie. Love. Also a great fucking name. That's uh, Rachel True's main bully. The racist yeah. bully. So racist. Yeah. She even says the N-word. Yes. It is wild. <laughs> There's a lot. We, we can nitpick some of the parts of this movie, and we will nitpick some of the parts of this movie that are not the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Brecken Meyer as Mitt. He's kind of a side character in this. I just wanted to say that Brecken Meyer was in this. Mm-hmm. It's a good, um, good moment. Yeah. And I just love Brecken Meyer. He's very funny to me. Oh, shit. Was he in Scream? No, he was in Clueless, not Scream. Yeah. So he plays in this movie... Um, kind of just like you know, like a shithead bully. Like he's yes. he's talking about um, a new girl hooks up with with um the dude. Yeah, but Sarah not, Bailey, but doesn't goes well, on a date with Chris. goes on a date, and he says that like they they had sex and that she was bad in bed and all this shit, and spreads it around the school and 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 Breckenmeyer has like this moment of like, oh, she's gonna cry, and that means I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and we're all gonna cry and then he like walks away and he's like he's kind of the perfect like uh high school bully he's i love such, him in yeah. clueless though too he's how such he's a like, sweetheart in that and i love him now like his, him and seth green just fucking around getting stoned and doing robot chicken like yes i they're, support they're this a good career duo. i love yeah. them together yeah they both of them make bank at least enough yeah like, I mean, they've I mean, they been just working been wor- forever. Constantly. What, Seth Green's first major role was in It, the TV movie with Tim Curry. Yeah. And that was 1990. And he hasn't stopped working, and it's 30 years later. Yeah. 31 years later. He's just, he's all over the place. And Breckenmeyer Meyer was, Clueless was before this, and that was probably his 
breakout role, I would guess, right? He's so good in that. He is. Also in Rat Race. He's in all of my favorite movies. Christine Taylor is in Wedding Singer. God. The next year, right? That's 97, isn't it? I think I think so. Somewhere around then. Late and 90s. then she's in Search Party, which was yeah. 2020. And Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I, I haven't seen her. It's okay. Don't it's tell fine. anyone. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Don't tell anybody. She says into the void. This is my secret. Okay. All of y'all are in the secret. Just don't tell anyone else. Don't Got tell it. anyone. Music was from Graham Revel. Great. Oh, it's great music. Yes. The original is very good music. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, it's like a nineties alternative. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with a friend came by the bar when I was working last night and was watching... Um, the Lost Boys on his phone mm-hmm. and just kept telling me out loud, yelling over his headphones at me uh, that he, like all the different tracks that he forgot were in the Lost Boys. I want to get an Aperol spritz after this. Okay. That can be done. Great. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Babes where Nicole says she wants an Aperol spritz every time we're recording. It's sunny out. Oh man, it's it's spring, guys. We made it. <laughs> We made it. Did you take an edible before you came here? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just had two things of coffee and did a workout. Yeah, you're hype. I'm hype and I love this movie. Yes. The DP was Alexander Grzynski. Editing from Jeff Freeman, casting from Pam Dixon, uh, Mm -hmm. and costume design by Deborah Everton. And I love the costume design here. It's so good. Yes. It's it's a goth girl dream. <laughs> but it, it's they're, they're like they go to parochial school, right? Like a little Catholic school. So they're all in like the schoolgirl outfits. And I'm not trying to sexualize that, although the movie does. But yes. it's very good for what they're doing. Yeah. Like the cardigans, the skirts, the socks. It's like we're the hot girls, but also we're witches. And also we turn into bitches. All of them witches. All of them bitches. I love it. It's perfect-ish. All right. <laughs> now for the craft legacy. Great. Which I just closed. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Come on. Pull up the page. Pull up the page. Thank you. All right. So now for the craft legacy. This was released in October of last year, 2020. Just released, in uh, time for Halloween. Yeah. It was uh, October 28th was when it was dropped. Oh, shit. So three days ahead. Yeah. I think you should have done that earlier. Well, they had initially planned on it being released earlier. And because COVID, COVID yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, they still made it in time for October. So yeah. go off, Queen. Yeah. Speaking of Queen, well, mm, speaking of a woman, directed and written by Zoe Lister-Jones. Mm-hmm. She technically comes from the indie world. And when I say technically, I mean significant nepotism. Just up and down did mm. not. She's fine. I don't have any th- actual complaints with her. But it's one of those things of like, mm, how many people didn't get a job because you were a must hire. Right. You know, or like, yeah, I independently financed this film. Yes. With your parents' wealth. Sure. And influence and power. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit on her right up front, but I am very tired of nepotistic indie filmmakers. Nepotistic Um, (laughs) indie makers. It's just one of those things that really bothers me for obvious reasons, I suppose. Uh, other writing credit does go to Peter Filardi, but just because he had, it was the characters were created by him. Mm-hmm. It stars a bunch of up and coming actors and some established ones, mm-hmm. but mostly people that you would not really have seen much of what they've done so far. Yeah, Kaylee Spaney as Lily—that's our protagonist. 
uh, we find out Lily Schneckner. Mm. Which, good God, what a what a name, huh? What a name. Um, she's been acting for a little while. She's in her early twenties. Um, her first credits, her first uh, feature credit is from Pacific Rim Uprising, the kind of eh, sequel. Okay. She's had smaller roles, you know, like uh, Bad Times of the El Royale. She was in On the Basis of Sex as Ruth Bader Ginsburg's daughter. Uh, played a, a flashback character in Vice. Um, and was in an All-American Rejects music video from Hell 2019. Yeah. Didn't know they were still putting out music. I had no idea. But hey, swing, swing, right? Oklahoma boys. Cha. Um, yeah, she's got another couple projects coming up. She is going to be in the remake of Willow that's coming out in a couple of years. Cool. Or next year, I guess, at this point. Um, but it's as a TV series. But Willow is one of my absolute favorites when I was a child. Uh-huh. Wait, what's Willow? I don't think I know. Uh, George Lucas. Or it's like Lucasfilm. Um movie starring Warwick Davis as a little troll that lives in a park or like a he's not a leprechaun because he was a leprechaun in leprechaun okay but it's this really cool kind of creepy like um Guillermo del Toro is a big fan of it uh okay in terms of its vibe right and like its aesthetic sure so it's that kind of thing I I really could not honestly describe the plot to you <laughs> all good all good um but yeah it's one of those it's a movie I I absolutely love um and watched constantly as a kid gotcha um, I'll, I'll watch i'll watch it and i'll watch the remake just like i did with this <laughs> yeah so kaylee spaney definitely hired on this movie to be a millie bobby brown type and also to look exactly like michelle I was say, she also looks exactly like her mother in the film or yes mother in the film um michelle moynihan yeah so um we have zoe luna as lords lords lou Cool. She's usually called Lou. Um, yeah. yeah a trans character of the film played by a trans actress. We and love we to love see that. it. Yep. Happy about that. That's Very about happy. all I have to say there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon Adlin as Frankie and Lovey Simone as Tabby. These are our core witches. Witches. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Luna, again, she's... The, all of these actors are, are up and coming. Um, she was in an episode of Pose, uh, but this is her first feature. Cool. Um, Gideon Adlin, I think her f- parents are actors, um, but she was in Blockers, which we love. Mm-hmm. Such a fun movie. Yeah. And then uh, Lovey Simone was the star of Sela and the Spades, that Amazon original movie that came out a couple years ago. Cool. That people really liked. Um, but yeah, again, this is all, and she's been the, she was a lead in the series Greenleaf from 2016 to last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's again, you know, young actors, there's not always a whole lot to dive into on their backstory, mm-hmm. but I, uh, it's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. So those, yeah, those are our core witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have David Duchovny as Adam. Uh, oh, I hate him in this film. Yes. His character. Yes. Um, uh, but he plays Lily's stepfather to be. Uh, Michelle Monaghan plays Helen, her mother. Um, her three future stepbrothers, Abe, Jacob, and Isaiah, are played by Julian Gray, Charles Vandervart, and Donald McLean Jr. in that order. And we have Nicholas Galitzine, I think is how you say his last name. Galitzine, Galitzine. Um, I'm just not sure. But he plays Timmy, Lily's love interest and uh, plot point. Mm. <laughs> That's basically, I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, it's hard to describe him as anything other than that, right? Yeah. Again, you might have seen him in some things, but generally speaking, not really. Yeah. Uh, The music was from Heather Christian, cinematography from Hilary Spira, editing from Libby Quinan, 
um, production companies, Columbia, uh, Jason Bloom did take a personal interest in this. He's been trying to get this made for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a Bloom House Productions and Red Wagon. Uh, Sony took over the distribution after things kept get, getting shoved around mm-hmm. um, with the production hell of it. There's a tight runtime, 97 minutes, real quick in and out. Uh, I actually don't love that on this one, and we'll get to that later. Uh, it cost $3 million more than the original. So the original cost $15 million to make. This cost $18 million. Uh, and granted, that's 90s money versus I was about to say. 2020s money. But yeah, only made $2.3 million back in Whoa. the box office. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, it's hard it's because yeah, yeah, you can't. We you, couldn't release things. There are no ticket sales. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the original I should say was launched as a summer blockbuster Mm. uh, because it was a May release Mm. ran for 100 minutes budget of 15 million was a shocking hit no one thought this movie was going to make bank and it did 55 and a half million dollars because it's sick yup yeah it. it made six and it made back almost half its budget in its opening weekend tight yeah which is like wild, but yeah, it's definitely become uh, the original has become known as a cult film for sure. Mm-hmm. And I am I am a part of that cult, <laughs> that coven, if you will. Yeah, and basically everybody from the original has gone on to have uh, pretty dope careers. Yeah, I always forget that Fruitsa Balk was it played Dorothy in Return to Oz. Whoa! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yup. Um, but yeah, you know, everybody more or less had a pretty good, all the core cast more or less had a good career. Skeet Ulrich is on Riverdale now. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't everybody from the 90s He's on Riverdale just, uh, now? Yeah, that's great. I think he plays, I have to watch Riverdale. I do actually want to go see it. I'll ask Joseph who he plays and he'll try to explain it to me. And then he'll start talking about like the musical gang and I'll be like, I don't, I'm, I'm out again. I'm out. I can't. I can't. <laughs> But yeah, uh, after that chaotic <laughs> dispensing, dispensing of information about who made these things, uh, I'm more than happy for you to take this away. <laughs> All righty. Okay, so here's the plot of the 1996, the original, The Craft. So yes. we've got our, our main character, Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's a new girl. She's moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles. With a troubled, beautiful teenage girl with unusual abilities. It's so weird. Wikipedia is a I, weird place. I love reading what people write as plot synopses. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's moved there with her father and her stepmother. And you can already tell that she's like... Not like the other girls? Well, no. I was going to say cursed, but um, I mean, there's like this man that comes up to the door and like has a snake and like all of a sudden the weather changes. It's like thundering and lightning and he's like, found this out back. You want it? (laughs) Which when I, I first saw this movie in high school with um, a couple friends, we watched it um, just like one night and we could not stop fucking laughing at that part where the man comes up with the snake and says, Found this out back. You want it? Right. Like, we it's... we were dead for about five minutes and just, like, kept rewinding it and watching it and rewinding and watching it. But anyway, she's, you can tell that she's just, like, she's got some 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 stuff going on. Uh, some some things follow her. And so she's, she's at her new school, which, you know, that sucks. It always sucks being the new person at, like, anywhere. Yes, um, it does. But she... She makes friends with a group of girls. They're all kind of trying to create this coven of witches. Um, they're looking for their west. Yes. They have a north, they need a south. Fourth, yeah. 
and an east, and they're looking for their fourth, the west. Mm -hmm. So they meet her, and they see, um, I I believe she's in class, and Nev Campbell witnesses her, like, do some sort of, like, She's fucking with the pencil. Yeah, she's fucking with the pencil. Um, It's levitating, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she's, like, levitating the pencil and stuff, and she's, like, she's, like, holy shit, she's our fourth. And so they befriend her. And she's kind of, you know, she's on edge because she's new. She knows she knows the deal that people aren't necessarily going to immediately like her. Um, yeah, this could be a whole mean girl situation. Yeah. So she they they kind of pressure her to, like, hang out with them. They go to this magic shop. They go and get, you know, like coffee and stuff. And, and this is when we find out that they all kind of, you know, use the uh, old four finger discount. Four finger. Five fingers. Mm-hmm. We have five fingers. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, the five-finger discount. Four-finger discount. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm great sorry. at keeping it all in, too, which is really fun for me because I get to laugh at you when I'm, re- when I'm editing this. Usually, I'm the idiot. This is fantastic. Oh, okay. The five-finger discount to just, you know, swipe things, but it's like literally a magic store. So, like, the lady knows. Yeah, she um, calls him out on it. Yeah. It's yeah, very she's like, funny. She's like, what? You're not going to steal things like your friends? She's like, no um and so i'm not like the other girls god um sarah bailey is fully just that trope no totally (laughs) totally and um speaking of tropes or just defining characteristics of these characters so we've got bonnie who's played by nev campbell she has and like we said in the who made this thing um she she's the quote-unquote ugly one because she has She's not like the other girls, Nicole. Oh my god! If you say that one more goddamn <laughs> I'm say time, say it so many times in this episode. I'm sorry. Um, she has burn scars on uh, on her back, so she's considered yeah, it's her back a, and her arms, right? Yes, she's so she's considered in in quotes freak, um, which is ridiculous. But anyway, we'll get we'll get to that. And then we've got Nancy, who has an abusive stepfather. She lives in a shitty trailer with her mom, who's clearly an alcoholic. Yeah, and she's like, on the wrong side of the tracks yeah and you know you could say she's not like the other girls in that way oh my god i swear i will quit today (laughs) (laughs) that's my deal well don't step on my bits well don't don't stop saying that and i will i won't step on your bits and then we've got rochelle and she is dealing with some serious racist bullying we said it you know christine taylor plays her um plays her bully and and of course has you know a girl gang behind her to kind of yeah, it's a yeah, it's a bunch of just like things. catty, nasty, racist bullshit. It's really nasty. So um, they and they all worship Manon. Manon, he's everywhere. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just gonna keep quoting Faruza Balk. Um, anyway, so then we've got Chris Hooker, who we talked about earlier, Skeet Ulrich, and he's one of like the popular guys. He's a jock. He's you know he's your typical popular trope. He's just like all um, the other boys. Yeah, he totally is. And but so sexy. I know I said this in our Scream episode, but god damn, young Skeet Ulrich can get it. He doesn't really do it for me, but... How? The flippy he's hair? Too, he's too clean cut. He's not clean cut. He looks like he carries a switchblade. No, he's too clean cut. I would kiss his face. Uh, go for it. By all means. <laughs> um, and So Sarah's a little bit, you know, attracted to him. I mean, he's the popular guy. Of course you are. And he's 90s era Skeet Ulrich. Right, right. So Sarah does start to hang out with um, these girls and they, they believe that, the, and, and you know, weird things keep happening. Like, you know, this, they're always snakes. 
and they appear and they think they think that they killed this man um that they made it happen and like like all of this yeah, it's stuff the same happens. dude with the snake that she saw earlier yeah they they think that they willed it to happen and they're there there's this great scene where they're they're driving and they're just willing the lights to turn green all the yeah. time and that i mean that causes you know terrible things and then it is revealed that what happened to sarah's mom is she she died while giving birth to Sarah or shortly after giving birth to Sarah and Sarah is attempted suicide. Yes. So this is this is where we 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 know that. So she goes on a date with Chris. Uh, despite Nancy saying that he's what does she say like he's he's poison or something? I he's, think that's the line. Yeah. It's something like that. Um so you can tell there's a past there. Mm-hmm. there you know, it's it's very obvious. And so but Sarah still goes on this date, and what does popular boy do? It's so predictable. He spreads a rumor that they had sex and that she was bad in bed. Sarah confronts him, and he is just a complete fucking dick. Yeah, in front he's of full his on friends. douche. Like he's no no redeemable qualities. Um, and so Sarah, to fuck with him, casts a love spell. And then all of a sudden, he kind of turns into like this puppy dog. He wants to carry her books and her friend's books. And he's hopelessly in love with her. Like he yells at her outside of her window at night. That song slaps. So good. Slaps. So good. But now. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not in my register. It's so good. I love that it's had a resurgence because of TikTok. So many good songs. Yeah. Um, like Rasputin. Yeah, true. True, true, true. So just like Sarah, Rochelle decides to cast a revenge spell on racist bully Laura Lizzie, yep. uh, played by Christine Taylor, like we said. Um, and Bonnie casts a spell for beauty and Nancy won for power. So they've all been quote unquote successful. Like um, um, Bonnie is going in to like this laser treatment and it's working. Yeah, everything's coming up witches. That was good. That was good. I know it's good. I'm fucking funny. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. It's a pass. Um, This is a pass fail system. That was a pass. I'll take it. And wish I could get an A plus. Maybe one day. And keep striving. Keep striving. Reach for the moon. Just like all my asshole teachers. Reach for the moon. You keep. You keep like landing among the stars. But at least you're landing among the stars. You know, like witchy shit. Um. Anyway. The moon is V-witchy. It was out last night, and it was, like, waxing. Um, that was just me with my pants down. Shut up. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was just an immediate response. I didn't even think about saying that. Just telling so you to mean. shut up. Um, sorry. Ooh. Um, so, so Nancy... Uh, so her stepfather dies of a heart attack that, you know, we think that Nancy kind of willed to happen because he was being a dick. Mm-hmm. And and so and then he has he randomly just has like this wild inheritance that they well, end it's up a life getting. insurance policy. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was inheritance. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, they had um, her mom had a life insurance sense. policy out on him. That makes more sense. Yeah. So they get all of this money. It's like millions of dollars or a million dollars or something. Uh, like yeah, that. I think it's like a million dollars and they immediately move into a place that is going to burn that in like two years <laughs> yeah they purchase like this crazy high rise like she dresses like she's in hackers or the matrix she buys a fucking jukebox and she's super stoked on that yeah right it's a jukebox i think it's a jukebox. i think it's a jukebox um some sort of audio device 
Yeah. Oh, and uh, the bully starts losing her hair. Yeah, she starts going bald and Bonnie's back heals. Yes. Yeah. And this was, the her losing her hair is a callback to, she literally says to Rochelle, one of her racist comments is about Rochelle's hair. Yeah. Calling it nappy. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like Don Imus. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's why the, the spell was for her, her hair to fall out. Um, just to make that clear. Let's see. So what happens? Nancy becomes greedy. You know, she, I really feel for Nancy. In I this, do too. Honestly, I think that she hasn't, I mean, she obviously has an unchecked mental health issue from the beginning. And then, and then to, to all of a sudden go from living in a trailer park with an abusive stepfather to living in this high rise apartment with your mom and, and who's still an alcoholic and, and your leather duster. Your, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants a leather duster coat. It's the 90s. That's the cool thing to wear. It's true. And I mean, I I feel bad for her. She all of it she 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 gains this sort of amount of power that it's not fair for a teenager to all of a sudden have. Yeah, and it's definitely a a power you, corrupts story. Yeah, yeah you cannot yeah. you cannot be um responsible with that power probably mm-hmm. at any age and she is a teenager with like I said a mental health issue. Unchecked. Some issue. Yeah. Something yeah. not great. Yeah. 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 So this is one of my favorite parts. Um, Tis dope. I do have to say, I do have to say like the, the part where they get off the bus and he's like, and the bus driver's like, watch out. There's some weirdos out there. And they all turn around and Nancy says, mister, we are the weirdos. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> yes. It's so lame, but I love it. I fucking love love it's it. such a 90s line i love that energy i love it um but anyway um so they're they're trying to invoke Manal, and they go to like the beach and they like you know they do like a blood incantation and shit mm-hmm. and like it, it's witchy shit just like a, a a great witchy montage we love that they're doing Chaw. like um what did I, I i i fucked it up again last night i said i said light as a board stiff as a feather <laughs> but anyway they're Opposite. like they're having a good time, but then they do this and and they get like struck by lightning, or Nancy does. Yeah. And then there's this. She's, she's tricking them into giving her Menon's power. She wants to be possessed by yes. Menon. And, and doesn't tell them that that's what's going on. She's like, oh, it'll increase all of our power. When it really only increases hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, this is one of the coolest and amazing awesome parts of this movie, and the, one of the reasons that I absolutely adore it. So they all wake up on the beach. And Nancy is just fucking like floating on top of the water, just strolling on the water. Like her, her like pointy ass shoes and her feet, and she's just like <laughs> gliding along the water. And her like her head's down, her eyes are up, and her arms are like down by their sides. And she's just like staring, and she's just like full of power. And I'm, I, I, dead sharks everywhere. Oh my god! I and they're her gifts apparently. And I just fucking love this part. This is where it turns into, you know, like, like uh, it turns from like a teen witch movie to like, okay, this is pretty fucking creepy. Sorry, you said her gifts. Are you implying that Nancy Downs is a cat and was trying to teach the other girls how to hunt for sharks? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, uh. <laughs> I'm talking about Gen Z so much. Um, so. <laughs> but first, Gen X. Okay, so what happens when you're an unexper- inexperienced witch 
and you know you 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 cast all these spells thinking like oh my life is so much better my life is getting better they come back tenfold mm-hmm. and so there's they're starting to have some negative consequences um bonnie is like super narcissistic now she's which, so awful and then Rochelle finds finds her bully, you know, just like crying because she has zero hair left. Um, and and then we've got um, Chris who attempts to rape Sarah, and yeah. because he rejects or she rejects his um, advances. Yeah, she wants to take things slow. Yeah, and he's he does not um, or cannot. Yeah. So then we're at we're at a party and and Nancy uses this spell which they're shown in the in in uh, like the middle of the movie where you can make yourself look like anybody. Yes. It's like a I guess they call it a glamour spell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so she makes herself look like Sarah and tries to fool Chris into having sex with her at this party. Um, Sarah comes in and interrupts and and says. Um, and, and orders Nancy to leave with her. She's like, okay, we've had we're enough. Done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done here. We're fucking done. But this is when it becomes very clear that Nancy has had feelings for Chris this whole time. And she is like, you're nothing to me. I love this part too. Just yes. She just like fucking loses it. And she's like, you're sorry. You're sorry. You're sorry. And just like goes to his, and then like pushes him out the fucking window and he dies. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeet. And so. <laughs> yes, it's not a horror movie without a yeet. The horror babes. Tra- <laughs> right. Is our yeet. It's our rule. It is not. That's, uh, I'm going to start using that for horror or not. Great. And so now this is where the binding comes in. The binding spell. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. I bind you from doing harm against others and against yourself, bitch. So. It does not work. And yeah, the coven, Sarah tries to bind Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. And the coven turns on Sarah. She's seeing them in her dreams. They corner her in the bathroom. She's seeing them like everywhere. She's it's it's going pretty nuts. And then all of this culminates in making her believe that her family died in a plane crash. They like yeah, it, it shows it like on rough. the on the television. There there are snakes and cockroaches and all of this stuff. And um Nancy pretty much tries to convince her to commit suicide. Um and then this is when Nancy actually cuts Sarah's wrists herself. See, anyone who's trying to say that this is just like a teen witch movie, this is a horror film. Like, yeah, do you hear what I'm? Do you hear what I am saying right now? <laughs> um, so Sarah successfully invokes the spirit um, and heals herself, and she's able to fight back. So we get like this crazy fight scene between Nancy and Sarah because she's scared Bonnie and Rochelle by showing them. It using coming back on them yeah. yeah it coming back tenfold so rochelle's hair is gone pretty much mm-hmm. um and and nancy's scars or, Bonnie. or uh, bonnie's scars have come back but this time on her face mm-hmm. um, yeah it's even more aggressive yeah it's everywhere yeah and so she she eventually you know she defeats nancy it's 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 one of those brawls it's it, it's going back and forth going yeah, it's back a dope and forth. witch brawl it's great i love it lots um, of wire work <laughs> yeah and she successfully binds her this time um, preventing her from causing harm to anyone. So then Bonnie and Rochelle don't have their powers anymore. And we know this because they visit Sarah um, to attempt at, you know, like reconciliation. They try to apologize. Yeah. They but do. It's, it's a half-assed apology. Oh, it sucks. And so does Nev Campbell's shirt. What were they thinking? <laughs> it's hideous. Like a lot of the 90s fashion has come back now, but I will never forgive them for putting her in that fucking shirt. It's, a, it's an ugly shirt. It's an abomination. Um, so... 
It's like this silk brown purple thing with like, it's bad. It's bad. But anyway, so Sarah has kind of like a really nice like comeback moment because they're like, we don't even think you have powers anyway. Like, like we've like they confess that they've lost their powers and they ask her and she's kind of like, hmm. They're like, whatever, let's go. She probably doesn't have powers anyway. And then she like makes like a tree branch fall or something. And has this like sort of cocky warning for them of like, don't end up like Nancy. And then in the final scene, we get Nancy in a psychiatric hospital. She doesn't have powers anymore. And she's insisting that she can fly. And this is one of like the best ending scenes ever. Like Fruits of Balk is the star of this fucking movie. She's so good. She is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So that, okay, so that's the plot for that one. All right. So now the plot of The Craft Legacy. Craft colon legacy. Yes. So just like the the original, we've got three girls who are looking for their fourth. We've got Lily, who has moved into town uh, with her mother, Michelle Moynihan. And um, Schneckner. God, it's it's bad. That's a bad name. But anyway, um, so she moves in with um, her soon-to-be stepdad and her three stepbrothers. So, and they all go to the same school. She has her first day in class, and it's and she gets her period. So there's this awful scene where the boy's like, "You drop something," and she's like, "What?" And everyone's like laughing, and she's bleeding. She's bleeding through her jeans. Big old heavy flow. Yeah, which I and and. I love that they showed um, in the shot like some of the girls Mm -hmm. because the girls were just kind of like, oh, shit. Like the boys were laughing like fucking jackasses. But the girls were just like, oh, my God, like like they've been there before, you know? Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm glad that they didn't show like the women in the movie like laughing. Yeah. Not also being dicks. Yeah. So she goes to the bathroom to try to, you know, she's crying in the bathroom. And, you know, what are you going to do at that point? Your jeans are soaked through. Mm -hmm. So the three girls come into the bathroom. They offer her, you know, like a tampon and they offer her these shorts, like gym shorts for her to wear. She accepts. And basically they kind of become instant friends, (laughs) (laughs) which I would too. I'd be like, thank you. Um, We're best friends now. And so Timmy is the main like bully here right now bully who flips the love interest yeah yes he's the skeetle rich he is yeah so they kind of find out that she has powers because she telekinetically pushes timmy into the lockers so this is when they're like you're our fourth oh my god Mm -hmm. um yeah they get her out of detention using tele uh telepathic communication yes which is pretty cool they're like bring your stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, she, she gets detention for doing that to Timmy, and Timmy's in detention too. So um, they're trying to, they want revenge on Timmy, so they cast a spell on him. Using and his bong as a cauldron and a used condom. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so he's starting he's starting to like be more sensitive and like hang around them, and he, he wants to hang out with the girls, and like He becomes woke Timmy TM, yeah, right? Yeah, woke Timmy. So he, the spell worked. And um, so now they're kind of we get we get the montage. They're mm-hmm. they're doing um, light as a feather, stiff as a board. I got it right. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> once exactly once exactly once out of like ten. Uh, but anyway, they're doing you know it's, it's it's the witch montage. We're seeing we're seeing them like become better friends and and all of this glamour stuff. spells with their makeup. Yeah, they're doing uh, cute stuff. Yeah, like. Uh, Tabby, uh, Lovey Simone's character, like does the little uh, Zuko from Avatar, mm-hmm. little fire fingers. I love that and part. burns the bullshit off of her locker. Yeah, and... that says like she's a slut or something. Yeah. Um. So, 
her stepfather finds out about like her hurting Timmy or whatever, you know, slamming him against the locker. And she was, and this is where David Duchovny in this movie is like such a shitty person. He's like, he, he's not listening to her half of the story and he's not, he's just telling her like that she was wrong yes. and that he doesn't tolerate violence without even hearing the, the um, context. Yeah. He's pretty fashy. Yes. And he, yeah, he has some pretty weird speeches. Um, and so, uh, Timmy hosts a party and they're all the girls are invited and he kind of like hangs out with them. He becomes friends with them. Yeah. They, he's like, I'm not drinking. I've got some dope stuff going on. He puts on princess Nokia talks about how, what, how cool she is. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're having a good time. And so he's over, he's over because he's friends with, with Jacob. That's his, uh, yeah. Her, that's one of her stepbrothers. One of yeah. her, yeah, one of her stepbrothers. So he's over, and then he's like, "Oh, studying can wait. I want to go hang out with the girls. You want to come?" And he's like, "He's like, no, I don't want to hang out with the girls." And he's like, "Well, you're girls lost. I'll see you. I'll see you later." And so they're doing, um, they're playing that game that's you know two truths and a lie. And he admits that he hooked up with Isaiah, which is one of Lily's stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so he, he essentially admits that he's bisexual. Mm-hmm. He likes both. So this is when Lily places a love spell on Timmy and he, uh, using his sweatshirt and they have like this really hot kissing moment. Yeah. Scene. He gets the re- he does the re-return and everything. Like, oh yeah. My God. And of course, Adam, her stepdad catches him and Ugh. catches him. And is like, like, what are you doing? He's like, I was looking for my sweatshirt, bro. Um, <laughs> nose out of this. Thank you. Yeah. And so... Next morning during class, they're all told by the teacher that Timmy is dead um, and that he allegedly committed suicide just that night. So they all kind of go to the bathroom. They're all very upset and they're all talking about like, oh, my God, did we have a hand in this? Like and and Lily was like, this doesn't make sense. He literally was talking about how how relieved he felt and like all of this because yeah, he so did just confess. Of them, yeah. yeah, he did just confess a huge thing to them that he hasn't really been able to talk to anyone else about. Mm-hmm. So this is when she admits to the love spell and them kissing and all of this stuff and all everyone in the coven gets mad. Yeah. They're like, you should, that's irresponsible. I think we should stop using our spells and our magic if we can't do this responsibly. So they, they bind themselves from magic. Everyone. Yeah, themselves and her. And her. So so Lily is kind of, it's become like Detective Lily. She's like, this isn't right. Someone killed him or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So And she's suspecting her stepfather. Yeah. um, Or at least suspects that he's dangerous. And Yeah, she finds that little weird fascist meeting in the living room with all the other, with the other, her three stepbrothers. And And a couple other other people. Men, yeah. Men, yeah. And yeah, all, all them men. Um, yeah, and he's he's talking about like you're not weak. He was weak. God, Eve was weak. Carrie, anybody? <laughs> um, so so in order to Which try to find, gross. yeah, um, her mom is 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 not wanting to uh, move out or anything. She's she's pretty supportive. She's no, she's she's great, but she doesn't want to like act hasty and and just move. Right. She's like, let's go away for the weekends. Let's get through the funeral and I'll, well, you and I are going to go away for the weekend and I'll make this right. She is a good mom. I just think she's under his spell. Yes. Like quite literally. Yeah. So, so she's, uh, Lily's trying to find any dirt that she can on Adam, her stepfather Mm -hmm. or stepfather to be. So she goes in and looks in like the office and is just fishing around there where she eventually finds her own adoption papers. And Helen 
comes in and finds her and, you know, she obvi- she's obviously upset. And she said that Lily was actually one of her patient's child. That it was a condition of the adoption. It yeah. was. That yeah. she would never find out that she was adopted. So, unfortunately, well, that didn't work out that way. Um, maybe you should have hid them better, like in a safe with yeah. <laughs> that nobody knows the code to. Like, I don't know, lady. Um, it just was kind of... It was a plot point. You know, it had to move the plot forward. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, we go to the funeral. After Timmy's funeral, um, Helen tells Lily that she agrees to move out. But then she says that she knows about her powers and asks her to give her powers to her. She says, your powers are dangerous. And then Lily has a moment where she's like, my mom would never say that my powers were dangerous. And then you see that it was actually her stepfather that shapeshifted into looking like or did a glamour spell, whatever, yeah. to, into looking like Michelle Moynihan. Yeah, they call um, it shapeshifting in this one because they talk about that. The girls talk about that when they're yeah. trying to induct Lily into the into the pagan cult. Yes. So Adam is a part of a pagan cult, and and he's been after her powers. Or sorry, into the coven. Yes, he's the one in the pagan cult. Sorry. Yeah, he's in the pagan cult. <laughs> they're in um, the but, but he's been after her powers since the beginning and knocks her unconscious. So Lily is in a forest horrifying um it's nighttime and and her step her her possibly stepfather adam confesses that he did murder timmy and threatened to kill her too so yeah this is whole like super villain moment of we can do this the easy way or the hard way yeah and she's like you'll have to kill me exactly he says oh great then the easy way yeah Pretty sinister. Um, and Timmy contacts Lily's friends via Ouija board. Yeah, he talks about how he's tried to contact his dead mother. Yeah, yeah. he's familiar with a Ouija board. So it, it was not um, unbelievable that that's the way that he yeah. contacted yeah, it's, them. Yeah, it's, it's a through line, yeah. Yes, and so they they arrive in time and they're able to find Lily because they freeze time. They unbind themselves and then mm. they go um, and... And they they try to they try to help Lily, but Adam kind of pushes them. Like, like he he subdues them very quickly, and but then they're like they're like no, we we unbind everyone. Like we're 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 gonna we're gonna fucking do this. Power so, of friendship, yeah. Yeah, they eventually defeat him and burn him to death. Lily then continues her friendships with the girls, um, but then Helen takes her to this the psychiatric. The, the asylum to meet her birth mother, who then is revealed to be none other than Nancy Downs or Farouk Sabalk. Aren't and you glad I didn't spoil that in the intro pit? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you should have. Um, so, uh, and then that's where that's where our movie ends here. So, I want to say that if this, if the original, so I I like them both for their own reasons, and we'll certainly kind of get into that uh, during this segment of the podcast, but. I want to say, though, that if the original craft did not exist and this movie was like a Disney Channel original movie and I was nine years old, I would have been fucking obsessed. Totally. It's it's got a lot of that vibe, especially when it comes to the special effects. But um, yeah, but I, I would have been obsessed. Yeah, it's I love both of these. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Well, love is a strong word. I love the original. This one is fine. The original I, I enjoyed took- watching it. It was fun. Yes, it's a fun watch. The original took more risks, which yes. we were talking about, and also was was a little bit better at executing, diving into plot points. Yeah, so that was one of the things you and I were talking about a lot, and sounding like old fucking curmudgeons while doing it. But it's here's okay. the yeah, here's the gist: is that 
there's a problem in there's something that I see as a problem and maybe I just need to change my taste or maybe it's just media is not being made for me anymore, which doesn't seem right because I'm only 31. But <laughs> like there's a thing that's been a trend for like the last 10 ish years, I'd say probably 15 to okay. be on the, the more, I guess, to be more liberal with the, the numbers because time's weird. But yeah, the trend is that is this. There's a whole lot of plottiness and not a whole lot of story. Yeah. And what I mean by that is plot points are mentioned. Mm-hmm. They are, they are, but they're sort of like ticked off, right? Just like, like off of a list, right? Yeah. Just like, okay, check, 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 done. That's we don't story. know. We don't know more about anybody in this movie. I feel like I barely know the three friends, and in the original, I feel like I know them very well. At least more about them because you spend time yeah. with them, right? Yeah. It's not montage. It's mm-hmm. dialogue. It's story beats. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the 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 thing is, is like so like I was looking back and thinking about like Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. Very big four quadrant sort of shits, right? And what they do is they don't really tell deep stories they tell a sort of shallow narrative with a bunch of plot moments yeah so that you can say like oh my god wow they really accomplished a lot in that movie but they didn't right they just sort of it's it's a toe in the water in terms of storytelling and that's my biggest one of my biggest issues with this movie is that it is not telling a story it's dispensing a narrative that is plotty yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think right. that's I think that's definitely definitely accurate and I feel I I agree with you as well when you say that it's been happening for a while with movies. It's kind of it's kind of one of these weird trends where we never actually get to know anybody and and it, I, I'm going to risk sounding like an old curmudgeon here, but I do think I mean I am on TikTok, you are on TikTok. The horror babes are also on TikTok. We mm-hmm. have like three accounts between the yeah. two of us. Um, I love TikTok, but um, there's this whole th- whole thing where they're like, do you want people to watch your TikTok videos? You have to grab someone within the first two seconds or else they're going to swipe. And that is kind of another, I mean, it started with Vine as well. Like we were making what, like six second videos or something? Yeah, six, seven seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's like, it's like a weird attention span thing. Um, that I'll be curious to see what happens to movies, you know, as we keep going and keep living and keep making yeah. them and, um, all of that because it's it is true we've we've kind of be, we're becoming kind of conditioned to enjoy like very like bite-sized pieces of things yeah and it's yeah it's exactly it's this is a this is a, a tasting menu maybe but not as fancy right yeah it's not a meal yeah it's it's a, a charcuterie board right like yeah. it, it is just like little tiny bites you're never gonna get more of the thing you really like about it mm-hmm. you'll enjoy that little bit that you get that little taste you get but you're not gonna get more of it yeah right like there's there's two or three pieces on the board and that's all you're getting yeah um yeah and that's that i think that's really like to put it in the cooking terms that's what i would say it's like mm-hmm. this is just a sampling sort of thing yes and it's not a whole meal And I, I myself, and I don't know if there's anything so much wrong with that. It's just that I don't enjoy it as much, right? Like, I'm not trying to say, like, movies have to be a certain way. But, like, the same friend who was watching Lost Boys last night was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I might recommend um, this to my mom for her. uh, His mom and uh, his brother have a movie night. Cute. Like, once a week or something like that. Yeah, it's adorable. Did plenty of those with my own mother. Mm -hmm. It's a nice thing to do. But they're not, I'm going to try and say this without sounding pretentious or like a dick. 
they're not film watchers, right? Like they're not they're not there to read a movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean just mean in the subtitle sense. I mean that they want to watch something that's going to keep them entertained for an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, and we like something we like that too sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love to just like watch. I've seen all of the Marvel movies at least twice. I don't yeah. think they're the best movies in the world, but they are fun for the most part. Yeah, it's about a sixty percent hit rate. I can I can get with that. That's not bad. Yeah. The issue that I have, it, it, so the the contrast is like, oh yeah, and like I, my favorite movie from that year is The Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, of, of like that vein, right? And he's like, yeah, but I would never recommend that to them because it's so slow. It's a great movie, but it's so slow, right? And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it's like, oh, it's this really cool, weird movie, and I love it, and it's funny, and it's interesting, and it's a lot, of, it's a lot of fun. He's like, yeah, but you forget, like, it's a slow movie, and you can't recommend that to just people who are, I guess, like casual movie watchers, right? Yeah, you do have for... to think about your your audience. Yeah, here. and I would say that both of these movies are definitely very. Um, I think they're very palatable. I think even if you aren't a fan of of horror, the the original teeters on like it, it's it's definitely horrific but it's not going to be one of those typical like something you wake up at 3 a.m and think about or something yeah. that that causes you to lose sleep uh it's definitely it's a horror scream, film you know like, yeah but it's it's palatable i think anyone yeah. could could enjoy both of these it's a movies. nice intro pg-13 horror movie yeah. i'm i'm totally down with the original craft this really moves away from horror the second one the craft legacy it moves does. away from horror it does it, it it relies on the original one to make it horror yeah it lives in the same universe therefore it must be kind of horror but it but it's, really isn't it's like a cw retelling sort of yeah ex- yeah that's the that's what we were saying last night yeah um yeah, so I like the original more just because of its storytelling. Like, it takes time to tell the story. Yeah, um, it, it does. takes time to characterize our 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 coven, right? Yeah, we know a lot about them. Hell, we know more. We also know a lot about like the villain. It, like, our mid our mid movie villain, right? With Skeet Ulrich, we know a decent amount about him. We do, yeah. Um, and you get this. I don't think Nancy's a a full on villain or antagonist, right? No. Like we do have this sort of I have very nuanced yeah, very nuanced character, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We don't there's just no nuance in this movie because it doesn't take time to develop nuance. It takes time to hit plot points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's parts where that's good too, because like we were saying to each other off mic, um, it's fantastic that there is a trans character in this, played by a trans actress, and that there's no trauma. Yes, that there's no absolutely. focus on the trauma of her being trans. It's just a fact, and it is that is it. Absolutely, it's me- it's mentioned, and then and then we move on. It's just a fact about that character, and I love that. I love that they didn't. So this is this is something that I'll say for um, our, our 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 redux. So it's like. So it is it is very rah rah feminism. Like we even have the the like woman with an X like thing and we're like, no. That's trans exclusionary. Bro, no. So and also <laughs> Don't also do the, that shit. Also, I do love I do love that there 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 is a uh, a woman um at work on this one. Well, a woman's hands has been on the remake mm-hmm. or the redo. Um but I I don't think that they got the Gen Z um 
demeanor or the Gen the, the Z dialogue, dialogue yeah. at all. Um, I don't know if they've ever talked to someone in Gen Z or maybe they, they could have benefited from being on TikTok for a second um, because I don't think that they got that down at all. There was some very cringy dialogue that I don't even think millennials would say and, and were the ones that they make fun of. Yeah. So um, so so that I'm not a huge fan of in the the, the redo. But, um, but what I will say is kind of piggybacking off of what you said about um, trauma mm-hmm. is that this this movie it doesn't so so the original the reason we know so much about these characters it's all centered around their trauma that's very true right yeah. it's all yeah. centered around w- the reason why they're lashing out mm-hmm. and which and and I like that this and and that kind of pits them against each other um right. in the original in the end but I do like kind of the happy ending of this this redo that's more like it's their their reasons for doing this is kind of more of like a belief system than it is like we want to get revenge or like we we've had it really hard and we want to not have it like we we want to not have it hard anymore and like all of this stuff and in the redo it's more of just like oh yeah like we, we just we're into this stuff this is it's just empowerment like what through we belief do as opposed to empowerment exactly. through like taking yes it's collaboration you. versus um i guess competition almost yes yes agreed and so i i like I can look past kind of like the raw, raw feminism type um, vibe that this that the second one gives us, because in the end, it's kind of it's more about like coming together and actually creating this community. They even say it when they're angry at Lily. They're like, we got into this to build a strong community, not to like tear each other down or not or not go behind each other's back not you know do all of this stuff it's honesty and trust yeah honesty and trust so where the first one and i mean this was such a thing in the 90s where um where it was always there was all this competition Mm -hmm. between women and between teen girls and and all of this i mean think about any of the sitcoms that you saw like or even the cartoons like daria um, any like anything you you always had like oh we don't like her or like she's the bully she I'm not like the other girls if we wear if we wear the same thing it's gonna be a problem like that's where you got all of this like toxic uh, toxicity and in this in this new one it's more about it's more reflective of the times where we're all trying to say like, no, 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 no. Women are oppressed enough. We need to not do that to each other. Yes, totally. And I, I, I think that's awesome. Like that, I, That's the parts of this that I really like. Yeah. I do see the 2020 elements of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's that I wish I had more characterization, not because I want to focus on their trauma, but because I want to learn about them. Yeah, right? and you can do that. You can do that in a nuanced way and not focus on like, terrible things that have happened to them yeah and it's it when it is a little frustrating because it does come across as like the the white feminism of it all is that you do have a black girl an hispanic girl and a trans girl and this girl who is plausibly queer very like queer coded at least in lily right yeah Yeah, definitely queer coded tumblr kid yeah aubrey aubrey (laughs) Audrey Hepburn, Tumblr kid, queerness. Yeah. yeah. 
and maybe that's just us reading it, but that's the way it, it reads. Yeah. Um, there are things to focus on there and like glorify and like but you, the the what I mean with the white feminism thing is that there's no focus there, they, by excluding parts of these other girls' narratives or any narrative that's not just the one thing about them. Yeah, it doesn't help. I agree. Um, I agree. It's that sort of like I'm colorblind type of racism here. Especially I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of uh, Tabby's character because when they play two truths and a lie. She says, I wish I had more black friends. I worry for my brother's safety every day. And I don't like I don't Beyonce. like Beyonce. And it turns out she loves I Beyonce. I love Beyonce. Um, yeah. So, like, that's a weird moment to throw in and then just move past it. Yeah, see, that's... And that's straight ex- on to the white boy who's bisexual. Yeah, see, that's exactly where this movie, uh, the second one, kind of, kind of falls short. And it ties into what we said about it just moving from plot point to plot point just to check it off. If we got richer backstories, and I'm not saying this movie, I'm never saying a movie should be longer than like two hours. Um, but I'm if we had just gotten a little taste, a little taste of something a little bit richer in, in all of these girls' lives, I think it would have come across a lot better a lot better. I think it's trying to do to to do that with like I love I love that it didn't open it with being because often when you have a trans character, the first thing you see about them before you even know their fucking name is you see them taking hormones or you see you being see bullied. someone being or yeah, being bullied, being called names that you that are are so often called to um, trans people and or someone in a binder. So, you know, just like all that shit, yeah. all of that shit before you even know their fucking the name. The triggering shit. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really <laughs> I'm I, I do applaud this movie for doing that. But I think it could have gone a step further and maybe not have just, you know, characterized these these girls with just like three things in two truths and a lie, because that is all of the information that we really get about them. Yeah. And this movie had, you know, I think it could have been two hours and been just fine. Yeah. I have no problems with that. Yeah. Like it didn't have to be the tight 90 that it is, you know, because it isn't really 97 minutes. It's like 94 or something like that. 90, 91 minutes, you know, it's barely over the feature mark. Yeah. And so it's one of those things of you had so much room to play with, you know, another fucking, what uh, you had another half hour that you could have used, and I don't mm-hmm. need it. Maybe a buck forty-five. You know, that's like my sort of favorite mark. It's an hour and forty-five minutes. You tell yeah. the story. You don't leave things out that don't need to be left out, and you can still exclude things that need to be excluded. Right? It's that sort of like nice lean cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ninety minutes is barely enough time to tell a story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a well, lot of a lot of them at least, and so yeah, you just don't spend yeah. any time with the characters. You barely even know anything about our protagonist. I mean, that's wild to me, right? Like yeah. we know as much about our protagonist as we know about Timmy, who dies in Act Two. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely. Again, it, I I would have really enjoyed it as a nine year old, and it was like a Disney Channel original movie mm-hmm. or something. You know, like it's, it's that and- surface level thing where they're just spoon feeding you the narrative, but they're not giving you anything deeper. Yeah. You can fanfic it in your head and that's fine. We yeah. all did that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all made those movies out to be more than they are, which we found out when Disney plus launched and <laughs> we went back and watched all of them from our childhoods and we're like, Oh, well there really wasn't as much in this movie as I thought there was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm going to say this a lot um, this month, probably with these remakes is that I'm always the type of person who's for, 
making movies accessible to a lot of generations mm-hmm. because this is how I felt about like the the TV the the TV uh, musical like the live musicals yes. that they were starting to do or even just the movie musicals like not the lives but yeah. the ones that they were starting to film I'm so excited for In the Heights to come out by the way Ooh. I'm not going to get on that train right now because I will be there for a minute but and we have two months I can't get that hype for two months I know right I will have a heart attack Um, but the reason why I was like I, I, a lot of musical theater people were getting very like snooty about them and they were they were saying they weren't very good and stuff and, and they were too auto-tuned and all of this and I was like okay fine fine we can but we then can, all y'all hated on Les Mis so well I'm like fucking I'm pick like one, well, God damn well, it. we can we can pick it apart we can do whatever it's 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 whatever y'all but the bottom line is you've got hundreds probably of children in in places where they don't necessarily see Broadway shows. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have the money to come to New York um, and see a Broadway show or they can't go and see one in their city because they live too far away from it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. The, Broadway is not accessible to everyone and this made it accessible and it made... And, and it... it and that's kind of how I feel about remakes where you're like, okay, you're making it accessible for a generation. And then they, they might say, oh my God, I really loved that. I want to go back and see this as to where the, it's, it's kind of the same thing with like theater too. You, you see something and you're like obsessed. I'm, I'm, let's say like a kid is like, I'm obsessed with the Carrie Underwood, like sound of music. And then, you know, their parents can be like, oh, well, why don't you watch the one from my childhood with, you can share um, and do all that. Julie yeah. Andrews. And, and then you go into this whole thing where like, I don't know. It just be- it, it just becomes a richer experience. So I'm all for these remakes. Um, I'm not going to probably like them all, but that's no. not the point. Um, I I would watch both of these. I obviously would watch the original. I'm fucking obsessed. But I would I would watch the second one again. It was yeah. fun. It yeah, was, it's it something was, I would show to a group of people. Absolutely, it was a palatable. When we can do groups of people again. Yeah. Easy watch. Um, it's not like we've been saying it's not it's not perfect. It has its issues. It goes too far in places and it doesn't go far enough in others. Uh, but But yeah, um one thing that I one other thing I, I meant to say earlier that I really did like about this one mm-hmm. is that they bring up uh the problems of consent with spells. Absolutely, which is often what is glossed over when you have like a witch um narrative narrative yeah. is is you're you get lost in like the empowerment part of it because yeah, the self-empowerment the, and not realizing that f- you're forcing your will on others is a bad thing no matter what happens yes and i love that they at least touch on that here this is again one of those things where they could have definitely gone into it further but they mm-hmm. just there's like one sentence but i'm i am glad that the sentence was said yeah it's something they say something like um um like, well, she I don't... fucked up with consent about yeah. using the love spell on him. And then they're like, didn't we too? Yeah. Yeah. They, I think that's the line more or less. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Sorry. Well, and I love that we're showing uh, self-aware people. Yes. Like them saying like, well, it's, we're no better. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I think that's a really important conversation to always, always have surrounding kind of the theme of of witches is is what at what i think we touched on it in the love witch i don't remember because yeah it was like if a we year touched it we now. brushed it you know it wasn't i don't think yeah. we deep dived on it i'd have to go back and listen to the episode that was literally literally a year, a year ago. ago um but it's it is an important thing to discuss and it's and it's interesting because 
yes, that person is in front of you saying that they want this, but they're under a spell. Mm-hmm. You know, like how is that much? How is that much different than you know, like drugging someone? Drugging someone. Yep. I mean, you know, so it's it's an interesting conversation to have. Um, where, and we've also seen in both of these movies, it's basically like stay away from love spells. You know, yes. like that that is like the end all be all at end of the day. Like just don't fucking do it. You yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's just something that I, I had looked down and saw the note on the piece of paper. I was like, oh shit, we meant to talk about that. Um, yeah, because I, I think it's something really interesting. And I'd love to see a movie that delves more into that. That's really where I want a future, more mature witch narrative to go. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, it's definitely not something that I feel like writing, uh, but it's something I want to see, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the the play of consent and, and power and how those things work together. Totally. And- uh, yeah, so it's it's very good. I like that. Um, yeah, and back to the remake thing. I, yeah. One thing we should say is stop saying they're ruining your childhood. It's not. The original exists. Your memories of the original exist. You can go experience it. We didn't wipe it from history. It doesn't ruin your childhood. It doesn't ruin the original. Again, it's- you're it's you're you're being an <laughs> asshole and 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 not wanting it to be like accessible to people. Yeah. And cause like re- new takes are interesting, whether or not they're good or successful is a totally separate conversation. Than, yeah. Then it's you just saying it's, it's ruining my childhood and being done with it. Yeah. Like I was a little opposed to the dread remake. Turns out it's better than the original. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Carl Urban is a better actor than Sylvester Stallone. And the story was more interesting. Uh, the, I, I like Oceans 8 more than any of the other three, four Oceans movies. Me Because the Oceans 11 was <laughs> itself a remake, and Oceans 8 is more fun. It's more I interesting. It's another 8. movie that suffers from being way too plotty and not enough story, but that's all heist movies, because heist movies are super easy to write. It's all just magic tricks. Yeah. Just obfuscate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, and I think, I don't know. I get excited when, when things get get remakes um that yeah. I, that I love because it it opens up maybe it's something I forgot about or maybe it's something that I'm already obsessed with I don't know I don't know but it opens up kind of this just new conversation to have around the original piece and it shows the people in your life if they're interested in it too that can further strengthen your bond right like yeah. what if you know you turn to someone you're like oh you like that shit too i was actually talking to um i was having drinks with a friend and he he's he listens to this podcast and he was asking me like um how do you guys pick your movies and i said well it's a mixture of just like movies that we've casually watched and just said oh my god i really want to talk about this and it's just it's been recommendations it's been requests mm-hmm. from people yeah. and i was kind of saying like it's funny. It's like w- once you decide to do such a niche podcast, yeah, the people that like I had no idea that so many of our friends loved horror in the way that they do, and I don't know if I ever would have if we hadn't have started this completely like niche thing. Yeah, <laughs> because people don't just like, "Hi, I'm Nicole. I love horror," but maybe I do that now. But um, it, most it's of my just, outfits already say it for me. True. It's just not something that comes out. So it's it's just kind of funny. The people that we've seen kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit and be like, oh, you guys have to cover this, 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 this. Oh, and God, we're yeah. Like, Six with a friend last night. We're like, what? You, uh, 
Oh, awesome. Sick. I didn't know you liked this. Um, We don't like the same things in horror, but I'm glad you love the genre. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of similar to that. Like, why would you be upset about a remake happening when it can kind of rekindle your love for the original or find people who are kind of in your niche community? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. That being said, fuck the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. (laughs) It was unnecessary and bad. It was weird. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I mean, okay. like I have, I have my own it's thoughts okay. too of like, <laughs> oh, let's just make original IP instead of having to make just remake all the old well, shit. Well, we don't want to like, be overloaded with remakes. Yeah, my God. I don't want adaptations and remakes constantly. But I think there should be room for them. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't don't shit on them. They're not ruining your childhood. Like you said, you're, the old one still exists. It's preserved. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Don't worry, honey. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, I think. I'm set. Yeah. I'm set. Okay. I want to drink and some food. All right. Sick. <laughs> Let's go do it. Um, Hungry so, and thirsty. So you guys know where to find us. We're at Instagram. Um, at blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's our handle. No, it's not. It's really not. Stiff as a feather, light as a board. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know where Every to find Every time you say that, I get stiff as a feather. That's gross. Yeah, I guess flaccid penises are weird. I don't like flaccid penises. <laughs> Oh, God, that's on mic now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Hi, Mom. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> I had managed not to keep my mic until the end of this fucking episode. You goddamn did it. Oh, God. Jennifer Coolidge, anyone? Um, Dinner for Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Jesus I fucking Christ. know. So you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We're on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod. And we're always on HorrorBabesPod.com if you guys still use websites. I don't know. Until uh, next time. Bye, Bye babes. babes. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe.